Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. Our first lesson is taken from the book Jeremiah. 31st chapter, beginning 31st and 34th verse. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel for those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know it for me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us re- read responsibly Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains shake in the depths of the sea. Though its waters rage and foam, and through, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be shaken. God shall help it at the break of day. The nations rage and the kingdoms shake. God speaks and the earth melts away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come now, regard the works of the Lord, what desolations God has brought upon the earth. Behold the one who makes war to cease in all the world, who breaks the bow and shatters the spear and burns the shields with fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. 
The second lesson is taken from the book of Romans, third chapter, verses 19 through 28. Now we know whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth will be silenced, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds prescribed by the law. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed and is attested by the law and the prophets, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of his atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting is excluded. By what law? By that of works. No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel Acclamation. Hallelujah. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself and trusting the message of reconciliation to us. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter, beginning at the 31st verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Judeans who believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, You will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So, if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet you look for an opportunity to kill me, because there is no place in you for my word. I declare what I have seen in the Father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you and praise you and give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for Martin Luther, for the insights that you gave him and inspired him through your Holy Spirit to help us to see the grace that you bestow upon us, especially through the cross of Christ. We ask, dear Lord, to help us in our daily lives to be instruments of your grace in what we say and do. We ask, dear Lord, uh, to trust in you uh, during these very uncertain times uh, that in Christ alone 
we put our trust. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me that I preach your word truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, an apologies to Jeff Foxworthy on this Reformation Sunday. You might be a Lutheran if you serve Jello only in the proper liturgical color. You may be Lutheran if you're watching Star Wars on D the DVD and when they say, may the force be with you, you reply and also with you. You might be Lutheran if you feel guilty about not feeling guilty. You may be Lutheran when you pray, come Lord Jesus, and you can say it in one breath. You might be Lutheran if you believe that there's an 11th commandment that states, if it's never been done that way before, don't do it. You may be Lutheran if your Baptist friends think you're Catholic, and your Catholic friends think you're Lutheran. Or Baptist, I should say. You, stand, you might be Lutheran if you sing, stand up, stand up for Jesus while sitting down. When you are agreeing with someone, you might be Lutheran. Instead of saying, yes, I agree, you say, this is most certainly true. Today is a day of celebration a day in which we reflect on the impact of what Luther uh, had uh, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit uh, in understanding our relationship with God. One of my favorite praise hymns uh, that has been written recently reflects the message of the Reformation. And that title is In Christ Alone by Keith and Kristen Getty. And we will hear and see that uh, music video after the sermon. The title of this beautiful and moving hymn seems to say it all, especially today. St. Paul says it with different words in his letter to the Romans, that we need Christ alone because we cannot do it alone. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Personally, I like the way Clarence Jordan translated uh, this verse in his Cotton Patch version, uh, and it translates this way. It makes no difference who it is, since all have sinned and flunked out of God's glory. I don't think it would take much for any of us to think about the times when we have sinned, when we have flunked out of God's glory, and to fail to love as God has loved. The truth is, we need God's help. We cannot do it alone. We need God's grace. Sometimes when difficulties arise, like with me this past week, we need to be reminded of this fact that we are not alone. Grace comes to us unconditionally from God himself. Grace is a freely given gift by God to an undeserved humanity 
through the crucified and risen Lord. The lyrics of the praise hymn emphasizes this in the second stanza. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God and helpless babe. This gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross, as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid. Here in the death of Christ, I live. Good news. We do not receive what we deserve, that is punishment for our sins. Rather, we receive what we truly need, God's grace. And we can receive that wonderful gift right here in church in God's word and sacrament. For a Lutheran or any Christian for that matter, there is no separation of faith and daily living. The good news is that because of the cross of Christ, God's grace is greater and more powerful than any of our sins. Martin Luther, during his grinding sense of being lost, uh, what was called the Enfuchtung, uh, recognized his need for Christ alone and not on his own works. As a monk, Luther would be in the confessional several times a day trying to placate God for the sins that Luther committed. Luther would have martyred himself with vigils, praying, and other related works of penance. For Martin Luther, there was more sin than with which he knew what to do and how to deal with. Until Luther encountered the meaning of God's grace in his tower experience. Luther later proclaimed his need for Jesus in his small catechism. I believe that Jesus Christ has redeemed me, a lost and condemned human being. He has purchased and freed me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. Bottom line, we are not saved by anything that we do, but rather by God's grace through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Indeed, in Christ alone. The third stanza of the praise hymn reminds me of this grace given to us as a gift at the cross and empty grave. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world, by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. After posing his 95 theses on the church door in Wittenberg, Luther entered into a series of debates regarding his radical ideas on grace. Well, Luther thought they were debates. They were actually times and places intended for Luther to recant his words. 
These debates eventually led to the Diet of Worms, where Luther was asked to recant once more. Instead, Martin Luther made this bold pronouncement. Unless I am convinced by scripture and plain reason, my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. Again, the words from the praise hymn reflects the passion that Luther had in steadfastly following God's word and the conviction of the revelation of God's grace in his debates. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here, in the power of Christ, I'll stand. As Christians, we too need to make a stand by living in God's grace, reflecting that grace in what we say and do. One of my favorite professors at seminary, Paul Harm, shared two of his insights regarding God's grace for us. First, it may be more blessed to give than to receive, but sometimes it's harder to receive. God's gift of grace is freely given to us. We cannot earn it, no matter how hard we try to earn it. Yet we still struggle in just simply receiving this gift offered to us. In Christ alone, you see, we receive this gift gladly. Paul Harms also wisely observed, we are given this grace of God only for us to give it all away. Through our words and actions, we give God's grace away to anyone. This gift is not selective. We gather here today on this Reformation Sunday to receive God's grace in order for each and every one of us gathered here today to give that grace away as we leave. filled up again next Sunday in order to give it all the way again. May we leave this place knowing and living that it is truly in Christ alone. In all God's children You have just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you like what you heard, and you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we would like to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about the worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. While you are there, you will also see the precautions which we are taking on account of the COVID-19 pandemic in order to just worship safely. 
As I say every week, we are a church in service. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our church's ministry. For more information on how you can do that, please visit sotvchurch.com support. Of course, you can keep up with us online at our church website, sotvchurch.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shepherd Cast, so please tune in then. Till then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.